Doing it live. to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation. You're listening to Gutter Talk. At 4456 Main Street, Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. It's a comic book store. I'm Johnny Destructo. And someone else. Get it straight. The master of the SM58, your man, our son, the voice of reason, super triple in the joint. Hey. Hi. It's been a while, fellows. Yeah, I mean. Yes. I, I, I heard what you're saying. Um, so thank you for being here with us today on this sweltering. Someone said uh, that the Philadelphia barometer went up to uh, Satan's testicle. Uh, mm. That's how warm it is. And it it's. Is. I like that, though. It's man. musky. I like it warm like that. Um, what do you think is, is warmer? Satan's testicle or Satan's taint? Oh. Taint, right? It's got to be taint. It's got to be taint. Yeah. Yeah, because the Listen, taint. Listen, depending, the answer, depending on how you're laying, yeah. the, test, the taint's got that testicle weight on it. So. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. I've also learned after 38 years on this planet that the answer to any good question is taint. We do. Len, we have letters. We have we have letters aplenty. God damn it. I was trying to get him to do his awful song. <laughs> oh, you you usually tell me you hate me. You I hate do. I do it. But I kind of love it. <laughs> there's, a, there's a little bit of love. Well, yes. Letters. We've, We've got, got letters. letters. We've got lots and lots and lots and lots of letters. letters. All from Chris St. Saucy. Good night. Hey, buddy. Letter number one. Homage or copyright infringement. You be the judge. Infringement? Infringement. Mm-hmm. My friend who runs his own mini-con every year and rails against knockoff and bootlegs and hates sites like T-Fury and Red Bubble thinks these figures are great and is good friends with the people who runs this company. Now, I see two that are obvious knockoffs, but call them homages. What say you? Now, the company that he is referring to, I'm trying to see if I can. Uh... Our, fi- our figure reveals so far, plus a few sneak peeks. Um, so these are. He- what am I looking at here? What are these? There's some figures, but mine is. is, is the figure still downloading on my So picture. I'm seeing like Merman okay, or whatever you that guy's him. name is from He Man. Oh, okay, yeah. Those, so those are obviously like knockoff versions of other. Yeah, that looks like Merman. Um, the heck is this guy? So his question is whether or not these are actually homages or copyright infringements, and where does the line blur? All right, so I'm gonna, my first, my initial reaction is anytime, you know, growing up as a kid, I would go to the flea market in, like, the Roosevelt Mall. They would have it in the parking lot, and you would go, and there would be these Chinese import mm. toys. Yes. So, like, I would get excited. I would see from across... Across the, the parking lot, I would run, I would see it, and I would go over, and I'm like, oh, they got a Freddy Krueger figure. And I walk up, and it's like, Frederick Krooner. Yeah, yeah. And he's got, like, he's got like sardines for fingers instead of Those knives or something. And I'm like, what? what? No! So that, that's my initial reaction to these figures, which I, I, I guess, is that Lionel? I don't even know what I'm... No. Yeah, these are... I don't see... These are boot... They, they're, they're knockoffs. Yeah, they're these, knockoffs. See, now... See that what you just described, mm-hmm. Frederick Crooner, yeah, and this this um, Tigero, supposed to be Lionel, I yeah, guess, yeah, whatever. Tigero. These are knockoffs in that they're clearly not what they're supposed to be, but they're also clearly meant to make you believe, yes, that they're that, you know, or like, or if nothing else, if they can't trick you then maybe they'll trick your mother yep. into buying them. Well, this is mm-hmm. just as good enough or maybe part of the same tree. 
and we'll bring it home. So yeah. it's akin to going into the blockbuster. Kids ask your great grandparents what a blockbuster is. Uh, after say the Mummy, right? The mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser comes out. That yes, the good one, I guess. Which yeah. I never liked anyway. Yeah. Then you would go in and you would see while it's in theaters, someone forced out a Mummy movie called Mumsy or something. It's like, <laughs> right. They even yeah, kind of yeah. like use the same post the same image font, almost. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The same font. And it's designed in such a way to fool you, and that aggravates me. Exactly. Yo, that's all. That's all. It's on Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. If oh you, yeah. If you go through the Netflix like the action movies, bruh, <laughs> everything is like the the expandables, and, <laughs> yeah. and it's just a bunch you of guys know. getting fatter. Yeah, right. <laughs> the worst one was, and I just saw a YouTube video about this about like worst superhero knockoff movies, and it was Grimm's Avengers. So Avengers written in the same font as the Avengers movie. But Grimm's is because they take all these now in public domain Grimm fairy tale characters and combine them all into this one team that has to take on the big bad wolf. Mm -hmm. It's like, really, though? Yeah, really That's awful. It's I'm waiting crazy. on Wondrous Woman to hit. Wondrous, yeah. I'm waiting on Wonder Woman. She yeah, just like, lost all the time. But I think where where the line crosses from homage to copyright infringement in in actuality is that you can do like an homage, which is maybe like an image of somebody. You, you'll see you'll see it a lot in comic books or even in comic strips where they're kind of like throw in a character from another another comic strip hip hop covers yeah or the hip hop those are covers. homages those are all, yeah. all homages um, the copyright infringement comes in where you are like just blatantly putting in these other characters and then selling your wares and or book or or thing based on that character like i drew batman in the background of my of my comic so now this comic is a crossover mm. between you yeah, know yeah yeah you know I see, a, yeah. electric guy and batman because mm-hmm. he's way yeah, back there he is you see him getting out of the batmobile yeah. going to get some he was trauma. crossing the street they crossed over yeah <laughs> <laughs> um H- yeah H- so i see something like this and i get frustrated yeah yeah where i'm like you're just trying to fool me make your own thing but know. it's 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 a tale as old as time, bro. I mean, it's the, it's the whole reason why we got you know other gods. Good point. Uh, now, is that the same as a pastiche? You know, we were having this conversation many weeks back about our favorite pastiches. Oh yeah, that's true. I don't, so are these pastiches of no lion-based alien fighters? I can't see these well enough to tell what they're supposed to be, so yeah. I, I'm not quite sure. Um, yeah, because a good pastiche works. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's the, Rocksteady and or Bebop, one of these figures. Yeah, that's Rockbop. Rockbop. <laughs> or Beast Daddy, either one. <laughs> um, like the Squadron Supreme mm-hmm. is a great pastiche. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, who are the the ones slash that, homages? The kind of yeah. work is both. Mm-hmm. Who are the ones from the the X Men? The the, uh, uh, the Imperial Guard. Imperial Guard. I keep forgetting about them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? It was like this, this it's obviously this, but not really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. The perfect pastiche slash homage was years ago, back in the um in the days of the Freedom Fighters comic book and the Invaders comic books, when both groups and Invaders is from Marvel, Freedom Fighters from DC, both groups were basically fighting in World War Two. And they both took on these um, teams, and I forget the exact name of the team, but let's say they were called the Sentinels of Justice, right? And the in the Invaders book, the Sentinels of Justice were basically pastiches of the Freedom Fighters, and in the Freedom Fighters, the Sentinels of Justice were pastiches of the Invaders. Nice. Holy cats! It was. I mean, it's, it's a just a dope concept hmm. like the the peep that and they both came out i think like about a month or two months apart it was it cool was very much a oh yeah <laughs> take that yeah. yeah that's great that was cool and it was planned and it was beautiful Uh, 
Coco fosters hate. Okay, yeah. Thank so, you. for anyone who doesn't know, maybe listening, there are these little figures that have been coming out for the last uh, five, six, seven years, and they hit with a really big splash. These little Funko Pop figures, and if you go into any kind of pop culture shop, Hot Topic, um, I don't know, just to grab one randomly, Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, forty four fifty six Main Street, you'll find some of these little figures uh, based on almost every pop culture property IP that you can think of. Yes, Preacher, RoboCop, Judge Dredd, Spider Gwen, uh, Shaun of the Dead, Mad Max, all that, yeah, all that stuff. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, you name it, they've got it. Mm-hmm. So, Christopher. Saint Saucy. Good night. Goes on to say, and bitterness and resentment and exclusivity that we should be beyond at this point. I don't. Was that the whole email? No. That's, oh, oh. that's how it. That's how it starts. Oh. Oh, I think I think that's the continuation of the title. Yes, yes, it was. Okay, yeah, that's so what I figured. The title of the email is Funko Foster's Hate <laughs> and Bitterness and Resentment and Exclusivity that we should be on. We should be beyond at this point. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Brian What's-His-Nut from Funko claims St. Pilt Scott program is, his, is in his top five list of favorite movies. It's in mine as well. But because he is a effing moron or maybe just an a-hole, Whoa. he has made every Funko Pop in the Scott Pilgrim line exclusive in one way or another. Minus a very basic Scott, Ramona, and Knives. First up was the Sex Bomb, Sex Bob Om three pack mm-hmm. from last year's San Diego Comic Con, which was a shared exclusive with FYE of all places, but they were severely limited. Thankfully, a friend was at the show and was able to pick them up for me. Next up was the Scott and Knives exclusive. A limited edition 1,000 pieces from New York Comic Con. I'm not sure if they were shared in any capacity, but I ended up paying over a hundred bucks for the pair. Ouch. These con exclusives sell for 15 to 25 on the show floor. Where was I? Then okay. came Envy and Todd, which no, were exclusive to the Funko store online. They were limited to 2,500 pieces and sold out in minutes. I didn't even know the Wednesday exclusives were a thing and had to pay 86 bucks for the two, which again sold for $15 a piece, Thought you should, uh, though you could buy as a pair on the site. There's also a three-pack of Dorbs that is still available online in the same store. Now we just got word that there are three more exclusive pops, another Dorbs three-pack, and a rock candy vinyl with the same or worse exclusivity numbers. Scott with Sword of Demon Limited Edition, 2000. Roxy Limited Edition, 2500. Scott Dorbs three-pack, 500. Ramona Rock Candy, 1250. How is this valid or accepted business practice? I understand convention exclusives with one sticker and then stores shared exclusives with a different sticker, but when your convention exclusives are brought up by a-holes, when they immediately sold on Evil Bay for four or five <laughs> times the amount that you sold them for because you didn't make them readily available for the general public who can't afford 1000 bucks to go to the convention, pay for the hotel, and pay for the exclusives, how do your board members not say, hey, dumb A, you are costing us money? When I was growing up in the 80s and Johnny and Len in the 70s, I'm guessing from the previous podcast episodes, they had something called mail-in exclusives where figures were made specifically because someone wanted them. I get worrying about unwanted pots sitting on the shelf for days and weeks and months and years, but that's because they make shite like Tomorrowland and Jupiter Ascending and Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and now Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planet pops that no one wants. Comic book companies would never make a series where 8 out of 11 issues were only available at a shop in Cali and F anyone who couldn't pay a fortune to go to that shop. It just wouldn't be smart business and this isn't either. Chris, St. Saucy, good night. Goodness. No. And good luck. No, no, no. We're not even going to get into this. Dog, you need to go outside on that. <laughs> you put all of that effort and work in. Dog, are you kidding me? Fam, over. So I, I Honestly, I forgot which pops he was talking about by the end of the whole thing. Scott Pilgrim. Fam. <laughs> Yo. I love this dude. I love that he's a fan like that. But I guarantee you there's somebody that's as big a, 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 a Valerian fan 
fan as you are a Scott Pilgrim fan. So they're going to want him. So they, maybe they didn't waste that money. There, there's this big, uh, you know, pride and prejudice of zombies or whatever else. Yo. Yo. Also, I think it's I think it's false equivalency to say that you wouldn't put out an eleven issue book and make nine of those issues unavailable. They those are um, serials that you read in order. Those are things that are all yeah. one thing, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you're going to do exclusive figures, those do not line up thematically with a series of books that you have to read in order to get the whole story, right? So that plus they do that with read. variant covers. Like, they, oh yeah, which you can only get. You know I mean, you got to order every fifty. One out of every. There's, there's, there are variants out there. You got to order five thousand of a book to get one. Yeah, like. And, you know, as you were reading this, I was thinking about Mondo, which is a online silkscreen poster and um, vinyl kind of store mm-hmm. where they will say, hey, tomorrow we're going to drop a Becky Cloonan poster for the, you know, the cabinet of Count Kigliari or whatever. And we're not going to tell you when it is. It'll be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, it's everybody who orders one, not everyone's going to get one because they're limited, right? Right. So you have to keep refreshing their website to find out when it goes live so that you can be one of the first 500 people or whatever to order one so that you can get one. And then a lot of you are going to flip it on eBay anyway as soon as you get it. Evil um, Bay. A lot of uh, – Evil Bay. I'm sorry. I mispronounced it. There's a, there's a whole glut of people that make their living that way. Yeah. They just sit around, click in Mondo. They buy five copies of that poster and then they sell them. You know, they bought them for $45, $50 each. Because um, they're quality posters. I'm not, I'm not fucking not with the Mondo. They're yeah. great. But um, they're buying them just to flip them. Um, friend, of, friend of the show, um, Scott Derby. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, oh, gosh. Oh, my God. I'm blanking on his name. Who? Another poster artist. Tom? Tom Whalen. Um, they uh, do stuff for Mondo. Uh, most, uh, Tom Whalen does a lot of stuff for Mondo. And he'll see something that he has designed the next day on eBay for $500. And if you buy them from him, they're like 50. So like people are buying it from him and then flipping them and they're making more money than he as the artist has made, um, which is frustrating. Shout out to Tom Whalen, by the way, he's got a whole month of covers coming out. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. Uh, so it's very frustrating on the art level, first of all. Yes. But, um, as far as Funko pops, you don't have to spend I don't know what the numbers were, eighty five hundred whatever dollars for those Funko Pops. Could you not not buy them? Could you just not buy them, right? Yeah. I, that seems like the easiest Yeah, thing. but if you're a co- – I mean, I'm not going to knock him on his collect- collecting. Mm-hmm. He, he likes Scott Pilgrim. He wants to own everything Scott Pilgrim, you know? So yeah. – I just saw a $2,600 bronze Superman statue. Did you buy it? I don't have $2,600. Exactly. Sorry. But you're not mad at them for making a limited edition? I'm not mad at them for making it. Right. I, you know, I'm mad that I ain't got $2,600. <laughs> yeah. $2,600 extra dollars. That's because you're giving out your uh, your EP for free, man. Well, I mean, that's, that's only for, for, Thanks, buddy. for groovy people. Um, so, groovy people. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the solution here is. I don't know why they're – because I got in some Scott Pilgrim vinyls to my, or pop vinyls to my shop. Yes. So they weren't that limited. Well, he said that there were basic, some yeah. basic ones. Yeah, these are more these are more obscure, mm-hmm. you know, and double packs and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean, and I get you. I mean, if you want them, you want them, and and whatever lengths you got to go to to get them. I hear you railing against their business practice, but they wouldn't have been maintaining this business practice if it wasn't working for them. Yeah. So what you're saying about it, obviously, is not ringing as true. In the, at, in their bottom line. Also, you're talking about the greater financial situation of the United States at large. This True. is how the entire infrastructure of our country works. Yep. So if you want to stop Funko Pop, you got to go higher than that, right? Yeah, you got yeah, you got to aim high, bro. Yeah, I mean it sucks. If you if you have money, you can eat food. <laughs> Not everyone gets food, right? Unless you have money. So it's shitty, but that's how it works. We have. Um, Another email from Christopher Goodnight. Lots and lots and lots and lots of emails. Alternatives casting. Sitting here bored waiting to leave for the mummy screening, so I thought I'd send an email. Oh, put a pin in that. Write us in and let us know how the mummy was. 
I've heard really good things and I've heard really bad things. I have not heard anything, which is not a good thing. Mm. I just bagged and boarded the latest issue of Jessica Jones, and it got me thinking. While I love Kristen Ritter and thought she did an excellent job as Jessica, she wasn't my first choice. She wasn't even on my radar as a potential, Mm -hmm. mainly because she has the wrong body type compared to the original comics. Jessica was a bit out of shape, had love handles, and a bit of a muffin top. Kristen Ritter is 90 pounds soaking wet. Much like DC with Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, I think Marvel missed a chance to think outside the box. I would have gone with someone attractive yet plus size, or at least plus size compared to Scarlett, Elizabeth, Colby, and other females we have already seen. Jewel, Jewel State perhaps. She has the geek following from her time as Kaylee Fire on Firefly and looks a bit more intimidating than Ritter. With Rhodey, I thought both casting choices were awful. My first exposure to Rosie was in the Iron... Rhodey was in the Iron Man animated series and then again in the Amazing Spider-Man. So the film Rhodey was a little too small in my opinion. Perhaps he was small because he needed to fit in a fighter jet or so he could share Tony's tailor-made Iron Man suit, I would have preferred someone like Roger Cross from 24. My last alternative casting is Thor. Obviously, Hemsworth wasn't on my or anyone's radar when Marvel chose him. Personally, I wanted Josh Holloway from Lost, who looked the spitting image of Hitch's Thor from The Ultimates Volume 1 and 2. Sons of Anarchy Season 4, Charlie Hunnam would be my second choice. When he has his shaved head, it reminds me of Ultimate Thor and Ultimates 2 when he's in his cell after battling the team and his hair has been burnt off. I could go on about Cap or Loki or Blade, but I'll leave that up to you. Signed, Chris St. Saucy. Good night. P.S. It seems like it's been ages since we've heard from Tim from last week. Where did he go? He is residing within the tranquil realms of the comic Zen, which you can visit on your own, ladies and gentlemen, if you are in that lovely area of Lansdale, PA. There you go. Check out the comic Zen, Lansdale's best comic shop. And tell Tim we sent you. Um, so... I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm looking at Alias right now, and I don't think she is a plus size. She's not character. a plus size. No, she's just a woman. I mean, she's not. She's plus. not a. She's not like you know a gym rat by any stretch of the imagination. But she's not. It's just a woman. She's just an average woman. See now, what, I hadn't pegged um, Kristen Ritter either. When when right. she was first cast, I was like, oh really? Okay. Right. Right. So, but the reason I think that is because the character in my head is older than Kristen Ritter. Mm-hmm. This is a woman who's been around the block. She was younger, enthusiastic, yeah. tried to right. be a superhero right. for a while, right. didn't work, blah, blah, blah. Right. And now she's kind of older and grizzled. So in my head, she was in her late 30s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, knocking back bottles of scotch. I so, saw her definitely, like, if, if not late, at least mid-30s, mm-hmm. you know, which you can do because in the comics, they play her history as a little bit more elongated in trying to be a superhero. Yes. You know, so that 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 made sense. Mm-hmm. You know, um so because in the comic book they play her not only did she go through what she went through with the purple man with mm-hmm. Kilgrave, but she had already was having doubts about whether or not she should stay in the game. Yeah. You know, as far as like her whole relevancy in the game. Right. You know? Um, when I was watching the show, I was actually struck by how much, as soon as she showed up, um, this actress, as soon as she showed up, I went, oh, she should have been Jessica. Mm-hmm. Um, she fit my idea in my head of what Jessica was physically and as far as age-wise was um, the oh, – God, from The Matrix. Oh. Um, Hogarth. Moss. Yeah. Carrie Ann Moss, the, the woman who played Hogarth, uh, the lawyer, yeah. seemed more like she would be – and she's also got that like badass grizzled thing. Like I feel like yeah. I feel like Kristen Ritter's trying to be gra- badass and grizzled, but I feel like Carrie Ann Moss just is. I think Carrie. I think, I think she definitely she is Carrie, yeah. Carrie Ann Moss. She she wears it and wears it well. But I didn't get Ritter trying to play badass. I got Ritter trying to play damaged. Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah, see that. that, yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. that's what I got from, and I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. And, and it showed in her eyes, it showed in her body language. I, 
I don't know if she would have been my first choice for for Jessica Jones, but to be fair, I don't know if any actor that they cast for any role mm-hmm. is necessarily your first choice. Mm-hmm. It's just it's not until they really get into the role that you you did you like okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I even when it. I heard um, Captain America, yeah. Chris Evans, I heard Chris Evans, I was like, oh, this human torch, he's too snarky. It, like, he's really good at that snark thing. Right. He nails it every time. And he had been typecast as that sort of snarky douche character for a long time. Yeah. So when he had been cast as Captain America, I was like, oh, I don't know if I see that. Yeah. And he's, he killed it. He, he absolutely yeah. grew into the role. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, yeah. my I one, I, I don't know my, what you're talking about with that, with the my, Hemsworth thing. Oh, that, they grew that dude in a lab to play Thor. Yeah, yeah. They grew that man in a laboratory, and they were like, "All right, we need a dude to play Thor." And then they had a little bit of extra, and they made his little brother. It was mm-hmm. like twins. Like uh, that, that was like the He's probably perfect. the best casting I've seen in decades. Although Jacks from uh, Sons, Sons of Anarchy is pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. He would have been. He would have been all right. One of the one of the only. And I don't really usually care this much about casting. As long as they get the job done, I'm happy mm-hmm. or I'm pleasantly surprised. I think one of the only casting choices that I'm still bummed about was Halle Berry as Storm. Especially when we had someone else floating out there who was just born to be Storm. Angela Bassett. Thank you. Yeah. So especially when we see her with the white hair now. You. Yeah. Everyone, the whole uh, thing's going around like, why wasn't she Storm? Uh, At least we have this. Um, so, yeah. But also, I kind of have it against Halle Berry. I don't think she's great. So, the fact... She's not the greatest actress. Right. No. No. But, yeah, when she was cast, I was like, oh, but, 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 you know. See, I did and I didn't like Halle Berry being cast as Storm. But I understood why they cast her. Yes. Because at that time, they need, they felt like they needed mm-hmm. the name. And she definitely yeah. was the name. Um, but the casting decision that has always bummed me is Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face <laughs> in the... Um, in Batman... The, is that Batman Returns? No, it's not Batman Returns. Forever. Batman Forever. Thank Forever. you. Forever. With Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's not because I longed for Billy, Billy D. Williams. Williams. I'm not the world's greatest Billy D. Williams fan either, yeah. even though I would have... I would have liked to see him get his due. As a kid, but though, um, as a kid, I don't know how old I was. It was uh, 1989, I guess, was it? Um... I was impressed. I was like, oh, Billy D. Williams is Harvey Two-Face. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it was cool. So I would have liked to see him have gotten his, his shot. But the reason why Tommy Lee Jones, I didn't like Tommy Lee Jones, is because when they cast him, I was okay because I like Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. But the second you saw the trailers, you realized that's not Two-Face. Yeah. He was not Two-Face at all. And it, just, and it absolutely did not work. I don't I mean, know if that was his fault, though. I think it was more the movie itself. It, it could have been the and the makeup itself. was right. I, I think I think he could have no. pulled it. Off. I think he. I think Tommy Lee Jones was capable of co- pulling off no, a good two face. A good two face. That in, wasn't in a, a better movie. Yeah, that wasn't the right movie. I, I don't think that. I don't. Yeah, if he had I, a I different director and a different film around him, I think he'd yeah, be a good. I think two-face. he could have pulled it off. True, but that being said, the two face as he was depicted in that film, I don't think he did a good job pulling that off. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Because that Two Face was just like he was—he was out there. Yeah, he was like he didn't know whether or not he wanted to be the Joker or what. Right. You know, yeah. and and Tommy Tommy Lee Jones just couldn't pull it. He was—I guess he tried. Yeah. But I, I don't think that's in his acting wheelhouse. I did enjoy. I mean, I haven't seen it since the theater, but I do remember enjoying Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Yeah. He, it's the yeah. best he was, part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Jim Carrey as the Riddler was pretty dope. Because he's just having fun. Um. Oh, and the one thing I remember reading as a kid that kind of disappointed me was when they interviewed him, I think maybe in Wizard Magazine or something, mm-hmm. uh, they had interviewed Tommy Lee Jones about Two-Face, and his reason for taking the role was his daughter wanted him to be Two-Face. Oh, well, you got to be in a Batman movie. So, I mean, that to begin with is not a great reason for taking on a role. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I mean- I actually don't mind that. Like, I, I like the fact that she was about it. And he was mm-hmm. like, all right, well, let's, let's okay. see how this works. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope he, I hope he wasn't so against it and was like, okay, I'll Fine. do it for you. Like, that would be upsetting. Every time, I'm sorry, while you're thinking, every time I have got up on my haunches about a casting, I ate my words. Uh, yeah, that- I remember being surprised by uh, Batman 1989. Keaton. Michael Keaton. I remember being surprised by that. Yeah. I remember kind of almost railing against uh, the pretty boy from 12 Things I Hate About You was going to be the Joker. Yeah, oh, are you kidding was, me? Yo. 
and my words were so, so delicious. Hard. That made me laugh so hard because everybody was like, because this was right after Brokeback. And yeah. everybody was like, oh, how, how did Joker be get? And I'm like, no. Oh, wait, what? No. Oh, that's, no. No, that's not even a thing. Yeah. Like, stop. Also, even dudes like Brad Pitt, when I was a kid, I saw him and I was like, oh, he's just one of those pretty boy actors. And then I saw things like Fight Club and 12 Monkeys. And, and I was like, oh, all right, never mind. Yeah, Brad Pitt, yeah, he had, he had to he did some work. that. He yeah. Putting work. All right, I'll go to the last email from Chris Sansasta Goodnight, which will get us into our Wonder Woman conversation. Wonder Woman! Da, 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 da. You don't know the rest of them. I don't know. What to... All the world is waiting for da, da, you. Da, 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 da. And the powers you possess. <laughs> your satin tights fighting for what's right and the old red white and blue do we even have to keep doing the show like <laughs> i feel like we hit the pinnacle there i no, think wonder so woman hard. chris goes on to say i think wonder woman <laughs> was an okay movie uh-huh. Not great by any stretch, but certainly better than Man of Steel. Misogynist. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, women. and Suicide Squad. And I agree with him. Mm-hmm. While I think the scenes on the island were beautiful, I think they missed some opportunities here. One, while they implied that the Amazons were against female-female companionships, men are only okay for procreation and no good at pleasure, they made sure to point out that Wonder Woman had no such relations on the island. Unless her comment to Steve was about what it is like for a man in woman versus woman and woman. I think they should have made it harder for her to leave. Giving up the island wasn't enough. Giving up the island wasn't enough. She should have had to say goodbye to a companion as well. And speaking of leaving the island, why make it her defying her mother's orders instead of a competition to see who leaves? I wasn't fooled at all by the God Killer and only partially by Ares. I thought it was a bit heavy on the adult relations thing. We didn't really need Steve talking about marriage and relations outside of marriage. We didn't need the joke about what is that? Do you mean my penis on my watch? And the implication that he is above average inside. In size. Dr. Poison? I didn't like her. The mask was bad. I don't know of... I don't know if there is a Dr. Poison in comics. Mm-hmm. In Rebirth, it's in an organization a la Hydra. But I guess they wanted the implication that women are just as evil as men. Chief, I'm not crazy. That was the Super Friends guy, right? Or as close as we will ever get. I would have liked a Linda Carter cameo. I assume the photographer was someone, but I don't know who. Also, I would have liked the revolving door bit to have been a nod to the Linda Carter series with her going through it on the way in and ripping off her robe to reveal her costume. I assume, though, they wanted to save that for her on the battlefield, but it's not like we haven't seen it already. I know this is full of complaints, but please don't think I hate it every minute. Her battle with Ares was great, and maybe better than anything in Marvel Phase 1 except for possibly Hulk versus Blonsky. He means Loki, I think. Signed, no, Chris. No, versus the Blonsky. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Chris St. Saucy, good night. All right, so just to start back at the beginning, I was, obviously I was teasing when I was yelling misogynist at him for saying that the movie was just okay. Um, we've had that conversation. I've had that conversation already mm-hmm. where uh, – a dude friend of mine was like, oh, I'd love to be able to talk about this, but if I don't like it, then I'm just a misogynist, which is faulty. I think yeah. he's he's pulling from experiences from the um, much maligned by certain groups of people Ghostbusters remake. So I don't think that's the same case here. But uh, Sushan and I had gone to see the movie. I was very excited. Uh, and we came out and I said, what did you think of the movie? And she said, I'm still thinking about it. And we had come to the conclusion that as a superhero movie, mm-hmm. it was very good. Right. It was a very good superhero movie. Right. But the things that got me worked up emotionally was seeing the strong woman aspects and seeing the things that I've grown up watching, the male-dominated ex, you know, pop culture experiences yeah. that I've had flipped on their ear a little bit right. and seeing the, you know, men in distress and a woman taking care of her shit. 
So that's the stuff that got me. And that's, you know, on a meta level, that's why I like this movie so much. Right. But as a superhero movie, it's very good. It's very good. It's not the second coming of anything. No. But it's very good. Yes, it is. And it, but it is uh, undisputably, in my eyes, the best movie that Warner Brothers has done in the DC Comics universe of set you know, shared universe. Oh, I'll go movie. even back further. I think it's the best DC movie since Dark Knight. Because Dark Knight Ooh. Rises didn't really happen, to you know, as far as I'm concerned. And then Man of Steel, BVS, Suicide Squad. They don't well, really... they, I think they're all, they all pale in comparison to Agreed. this. Agreed. Yeah. Now, Randy, what did you think? I still like Man of Steel better. Okay. All right. um, That's not surprising. What about BVS versus Wonder Woman? I think Wonder Woman was a, was a it was an easier movie to get. There was a lot happening in BBS that if if you didn't get it, you're just not going to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think Wonder Woman it was probably put together better. Yes, that's and so. Yeah, so I it, agree. Worked out, it worked out. worked out a little be. bit better. Yeah. I I want to see the. I'm hoping that there's lots of edits and there was a lot left out because I'm like, all right, give me more. You know Wonder I mean? Woman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I I, I yeah. pray for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I love this joint, man. Yeah, it was good. I I I love the hell out of this movie, and I I see I didn't have that the whole thing like because for me it was just another superhero movie. Mm-hmm. So not having that, yeah, maybe I'm not as enlightened. I don't know, but it, for me it was just all right. Let's see somebody else kick his ass and. Mm-hmm. She did that ball. Yeah, she Yo, did. She was, Yo, the she was fight scenes. Up. The the one thing, the one issue I had with it, and we were talking about this at the uh, on oh, spoil triples. I think they they overdid it with some of the slow mo. Mm-hmm. And I was watching BBS last night, and like if they had done a couple of those scenes, like that warehouse scene where she was just pat 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 pat, just hemming balls, mm-hmm. that would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. She would have. Oh God, I could have watched that for it hour because she just had so many different moves you know what i mean and just so many different like and you you could see her having already figured out what was next mm-hmm. before before anybody knew what they were doing yep it was and i would have loved to have seen it at that speed on a, on one level you could say that you know and it's doing crazy amounts of business so they're not hurting however Having as much slow-mo as they have, they've blown the opportunity of many people going back to see the movie just so that they can, you know, re-watch those fight yeah. scenes to see what they didn't miss. Mm-hmm. You know, they slowed down so much of it, a lot of the really cool parts. Oh, yeah, remember when she slow-mo that guy out of the wall, you know, mm-hmm. with the shield and everything That like was that. the one that was – that one I liked. And that one that worked. Was, that one worked. But there, there were about three or four before that. Yeah, they think just if, didn't need to Think be. if that was just the conclusion yeah. of that scene. That would have – Are you talking about the very matrixy? Yeah. Glass. She, they're going yeah. through the glass or wall or whatever. Yeah, when she caught that ball with the knee. Yeah. And it, oh, God. Yeah. Oh. I really – I was really struck immediately as soon as the first battle happened by the physicality of the Amazons and how it was oh, very yeah. different to – any of the other physical, like when when uh, Black Widow first showed up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the in the Marvel movies, she had a very distinct fighting style as opposed to Captain America yeah. or anybody else. And so I, I like that they applied that here as well, and they gave the Amazons their own their own style m- style. Thank you. Yes, yes. Yeah. and their own style befitting the varied um, body types. That were on that island. Mm-hmm. That's what I really appreciate. Yeah. Is that you know, as much as some people rail against, you know, Amazons should look a certain way. These they were all distinctly Amazons mm-hmm. with all distinct body types, yep. all distinct body images, all different hues and mm-hmm. colors. Um, but th- what made them Amazons was their unified. Um, uh, code and the way that they lived their life mm-hmm. and that's what showed in this in the film and i i really did enjoy it i honestly you know speaking to chris's uh email i was fine with them not doing the whole competition thing as the mm-hmm. way for her to to leave the island i was fine with it her just being defiant of her mother i just felt that they could have i think they could have 
bake that defiance a little bit more before it popped and her getting off the island. Yeah. Because it I, felt very quick. It felt re- that felt like a real quick. Well, they I think baked that, it her whole life, though. No, I understand. Yeah, I, I understand that. But I just but for the movie, it went kind of really, really quick. You know, okay. it felt I, like it to me. I think one of the flaws I had or the questions I had was the mom kept being like, well, if she knows who she is and if she knows what she can do, then Aries will find her faster. Why? Yeah, there was, and there even was, when he was fighting her, he didn't know who she was for a while. Like just because if she knows she's a god or whatever. Well, I think he knew. Did he? Uh, I think Ares knew. Oh. I think Ares knew. He, like that's why he wasn't afraid of the sword. Oh, you mean he knew middle the- management Ares with <laughs> right. his mustache? Oh yeah, I, th- I think he knew. What I didn't understand, and this is it, this is not a, a problem with Wonder Woman. This is a problem with with comic book movies and just. Uh, basically a whole lot of genre films is that he knows who she is. Mm -hmm. He knows that she is the actual, you know, God God killer, killer. you know, why are you telling her? Mm -hmm. There's no reason for you to tell her. Yeah. You know, the only thing that can kill me is you. Yes. Oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah. Why why are you telling me? Why why Uh, tell her? I was all bummed about this sword The sword and the sword I took care of, you know, just, just let her go on in her ignorance. Like, you know, wondering why, Yeah. you know, so why tell her? Is water the God killer? What do I do now? Oh, it's me. Yeah. It's funny. But it was, I, 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 I did enjoy it. Yeah. On our review on spoiled triples, I did have a problem at the time. Because that was, you know, upon first seeing it with the ending of the movie um, and this, you know, spoiler for people um, listening. Uh, it, it seems that at the end of the movie or seemed at the time that Wonder Woman only got the, for lack of a better word, wind beneath her wings to defeat the big bad who was Ares mm-hmm. because of the love she had for a man. Right. And like, she's like, you know, screaming out for this guy at the end. And I felt that that was like a, a wrong note to have at the end of this movie. Um, especially because this is a movie right or wrong that so many people not only have been, begging for Mm -hmm. but also hope was going to feed them something more than the average superhero right movie um in the days that have passed and after speaking to people on both sides of the fence sex wise and critique wise in regards to the film um they've got me more or less to buy into that maybe my read is not necessarily what they were going for. Mm. They can understand how you might have that interpretation. Yeah. But I, they didn't feel that's what they were going for. That's not how they left the film. So, and that was, at the end of the day, my biggest quibble about the film. Mm. So, at that point, I quibble. gave it a two, two tribbles. I need y'all to go back and listen <laughs> to the... The, the, the spoiled tribbles review was it le- more than a, a quibble 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 <laughs> i say okay was well, my man hot under the collar it, it was it, it was more than a quibble yeah. all right it was, it was so uh, to me that seems more like um because she had all but given up and then saw that this dude who didn't really have the powers that she had still did what he could in order to help save the day and wound up sacrificing himself. Was that more the read that other people were giving you? Yeah. That's kind of what I had. And what that spoke of about man in general. Yes. And why they are, they may be worth defending and and helping out is because there are some of them who still will go the extra mile just to help others. Yeah. And, And to be fair, there were also more than a few people who just saw, um, that scene as, the reversal mm-hmm. of what you see in other films. Uh, where, girl, woman where, in refrigerator. Exactly. Yes. You know, something happens to, to the chick and thus the hero is spurred on to mm-hmm. uh, greater heights. Yeah. So, and either, and it does play on both, uh, in both perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'd say that. you know, so I thought that was fair. And you know, I, I, I thought it, it up. I also love that it gave us a kind of a missing dose of hope. Yeah. 
in that universe. Uh, I know we started to get some of a BVS Mm -hmm. at the end there. Batman was doing his whole thing about getting better and being better and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I I was really glad that we get to have a little bit more of that. Right. Um, Without it feeling too cliched or forced. Yeah. I thought that she pulled it off. That whole love for humanity and the fact, just the fact, man, that she thought her end game was going to be killing Ares, and the only thing that's driving everyone to be peop- the, the way they are it's is just, because it's of him. And as soon as I stab the bad guy, why is this the, still going? Yeah. What, are you, what are you guys still yeah. doing? Like, I kill the bad guy. Yeah. Don't y'all see? Like, yeah, it's over. Do y'all get the memo? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I mean. I, I kind of love that naivete. Yeah. I did. I think yeah. she, I thought she pulled it off great too. I thought I thought Gal was fantastic. She oh you know, she was great. Really great job. And a lot of people gave her, um, they came at her sideways about her physique. They came at her sideways about everything. About it, yeah, I remember about that. everything. Um, I thought she. I thought like physicality wise, yeah. I was absolutely fine with her. But I guess everyone wanted like muscles. They wanted, they, yeah, they wanted yeah. The more yeah. the, you know zuftic woman, I guess. Yeah. But I thought she was she was no. great, yeah. especially since her powers are based in magic. Yeah, she's muscles bigger than Linda Carter. Oh yeah, yeah, taller. She's taller, mm-hmm. and if if you look at her, if you look at her definition mm-hmm. compared to Linda well, Carter, her definition, not yeah, even yeah, close. okay, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. It's not even close. Yeah. You know what I mean, and. And also speaking to, to Saint Saucy, yeah, she is. Oh, she's she, all right. she is a breathtaking God. woman. Yeah. Um, yo, yo, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and I shouldn't even be bringing this up because it's an audio podcast. But like the visual of someone had posted a gif of her and Chris Pine in an interview, yes. and her looking at Chris yes. Pine the same way that like Poe Dameron looked at uh, uh, Finn. Yeah, gave gave him this sort of like lick, like. Mm kind of face <laughs> just totally off the cuff like forgetting she was in front of a camera and then had to like reset herself yeah. like when she was biting her lip yeah oh, oh. yeah she's, she's very charming as and, well oh, before we before we read shout out to chris pine yeah steve trevor was that work he was great i love that dude and everything but he killed this dude mm-hmm. uh he killed it and speaking again to, to chris uh saint saucy's email about the scene when she runs through the revolving door. While that is a cute bit that uh, he Chris talks about, you know, that it possibly would have ripped off her, her coat and revealed mm-hmm. her costume underneath. One, is something that in one way or another you've seen a thousand times yeah. before. So why play on that old trope? Two, the, um, that type of thing is definitely would have you know got the the feminist coming at your yeah. neck you know oh, she can't even walk through a door without losing her clothes yeah, without getting disrobed yeah. you know and three just that scene the way she plays it like how she's she's trying to get get yeah. get the timing of the door yeah. so she can run through <laughs> and then she comes running through the other side like ready for battle with yeah. her sword and that sword and uh, uh. shield i mean it was it was so pitch Perfect, and she played it perfectly, yeah, yeah. She really like comedically did. wise. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I thought I thought the way they they did it was superior to mm-hmm. what you suggested, Chris. Mm-hmm. Far superior. I like. Um, I'm sorry. There's one other thing that someone had tweeted about, and it was basically the um, script for the plot of the movie Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. which was Wonder Woman responds to an email. <laughs> Yeah, how about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah basically, isn't that basically what, what That's happened? all that happens in present day. She gets an email and responds to it. And I also thought that that was... Um, uh, uh, um, okay, a nice bit at the end where she thanks, you know, Bruce. Again, we said the spoiler alert. So she, she thanks Bruce for returning him to me uh-huh. because that, was, uh, that yeah. picture was her only piece of Steve. Mind you, one could argue that feeds into my argument about possibly the end being just about his love uh-huh. that actually spurs her on. You could kind of maybe argue that, mm-hmm. but I really don't. I, I think that just speaks to what he represented for yes. her um, on a one-on-one level, because they certainly d- did share a moment, as well as it was... He, who is her model of man, what mm-hmm. she sees man is uh, capable of, capable of yeah. both good and bad. Yeah. You know, so I, I really did 
enjoy that. I, 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 on, on second thought, I enjoy, you know, I've come around to enjoying the movie. I got to go back and listen to that spoiled tribbles, though. Uh, I want to hear yeah, you bruh. quibble. It's, bruh, it's, I almost had to taser this ball. <laughs> Yeah. Yo, your man was losing his mind. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the world finest triples were going at it. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it was awesome. Crazy. Well, certainly. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend the movie. If, I mean, I'm sure you've already seen it, everyone yeah. listening. Everybody has seen yeah. this yeah. movie. It's making all the money. Yeah. Yeah, that was world. nice. Yeah, it made crazy, though. I was um, listening to, what's really another show it. I listened to? Jeff Kanata, Slash Filmcast. That's what I listened to. Yeah. And so a lot of those dudes had Wonder Woman down on like four or like Jeff Kanata. I don't even know if maybe it didn't make the list or maybe it was last on his list, number 10. No, on their on their summer movie uh, wager. Yeah. It's not on Jeff's list and he's I, pissed he about He should it. be. Ah, it's, he only had it as a dark horse. Yeah. So he's only <laughs> going to get like one point. I, I was listening to that going, what? How yeah. would you even Jeff, think that? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Like, even if you don't even think it's going to be like a great hit, yeah. you had to know this movie was going to make a hundred million dollars. Yeah. I couldn't believe easy. it when I was hearing it. I was yeah. like, Jeff, what are you doing? And but you know what? The thing about him is, I've been listening to him since the 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 really rad, totally, show. totally, totally awesome rad. show, totally yeah. rad show. Um, I have a T-shirt, totally rad T-shirt. Um, but anyway, he has such an enthusiasm that. Yeah. He's like one of my favorite people to listen to because he has such an enthusiasm about things that it's kind of catchy. I love that. It guy. is catchy. And, and yeah. what I like about Jeff, and he probably is my favorite part of that show that I do listen to religiously, mm-hmm. yep. um, is that he is – his sincerity comes through yeah. when he's talking about yeah. stuff. You and know? He, gets, he gets worked up about the same things I do. Like I'll get choked up about things. Yes. Listening to him talk about yes, things. Yeah. They're like, ah, Jeff. Y'all both. Y'all yeah. both. Oh, my so, God. Anyway, shout out to the Slash Filmcast. Those guys are dope. <laughs> Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Any last words? Well, we do have one last words because oh, we are not. More. I am not. I am not. I refuse. Oh, I know. Yeah. To let this okay. show end without us giving just due to one of the fallen, Adam West. Yes, sir. Adam West. Yes, sir. The Batman. The Batman. The, the for many people their first Batman. Yeah. And yeah. for a lot of people their only Batman. Yeah. Mm. Um, the, vo- the 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 voice of Batman, the look of Batman, their their entree into Batman. The for a lot of actors, the um, kind of like he sets the benchmark on, you know, kind of riding out, you know, being quote unquote typecasted mm. and trying to make the the best of that situation. And he did. He, he did. totally did. And it, I mean, he had his he had his he had his his low moment. Yeah, and he he, he, he was freely, mad at it for a while. Yeah, and he freely admits that. Yeah, but you know, at some point, you have to get on to the other side. Mm-hmm. And I think cats like him and William Shatner mm-hmm. show that when you get to the other side, you can not only make up for some of the financial gains that you didn't make, but you can also find where what you railed against is so rewarding for yeah. you and um and for other people and for other people uh i you know yeah i grew up watching that batman show that was one of my first like superhero Mine tv too, shows man. and I, I you know i was on reruns after school and i would just come home and watch them mm-hmm. i used to love that crap um i still it's a little lengthy long in the tooth but that 1966 batman movie yeah i love that yeah, thing that with thing the fat terrible. shark repellent there's a po- you're right. There's a point in the movie where you're like, there's no credits yet. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. but then but the ending, though. With yeah, the, then they're fighting with, on a sub. The, yeah. Yo, the ending when when everybody gets like turned into powder <laughs> and oh, they wow. have to separate all the powders. The, <laughs> yo, that was amazing. Like, oh, what kind of dust are y'all smoking? <laughs> what kind of movie with ends with your heroes walking down the building of the United Nations? That's because that's, yeah. that's how yeah, it ends. Yeah, They're walking ends. down yeah. the, yeah. the, down the building on, on the bat ropes. Yeah, so um, much dust. Yeah, he was awesome. It was so, it was so cool. And I remember, I, I remember like I knew the mo- I knew the TV series. Grew up on the TV series. Loved the TV series. Watched it in in like in reruns, countless and countless and countless times. And then one late night, a lot of people don't remember this back in the day when movies used to come on at 1130. It wasn't always like news and, you know, stuff. It was like movies would come on at 1130. It was a Friday night on 1130. I could stay up. I'll watch a movie. Like, let's yeah, see what, yeah. what's, what's coming on after the before I go to sleep. And it said Batman. I was like, oh, they're going to show an episode of Batman now? Cool. And it came on. I was like, I don't remember this episode. Mm. And then it looked more theatric because it you know the, the the spotlight's trying to catch Batman. Mm-hmm. I was like, 
Wait a minute. It's like the third season? What is... Oh, Mike, it's a movie. I never knew there was... Oh, that's awesome. Man, I was wide awake. I was like... I was like... I was like a kid again, man. Oh, Oh, did you guys catch the animated... One that they just did? There's oh like two of them, right? God. Were those good? No, it's only one. Oh. There's only one. It's, it's one movie. Oh, yeah. that The second one hasn't yeah. come out yet. Oh. oh. It, but they finished. From what I understand, they already did the voice. Ca- the voice. voice. The first one, it was, it, it was, what's the Return of the Cape Return of the Cape Crusaders, yeah. Return of the Cape Crusader. It's cool. It's what very, are you saying? very Return cool. Of the Return Cape of the Cape Crusader. Cape Crusader. Thank you. It's very cool. It's, it's uh, Adam West, Burt Ward, and um, Julie Newmar. Oh. And then they got like basically sound alikes for everybody else. Cause everybody I'm sorry. Else. I didn't realize Newmar was still around. Yeah, she's still yeah, around. She's cool. still kicking. And cool. you can, you can he, yeah, I mean, you certainly can hear their age. Uh-huh. But Julie Newmar, she still gets a Catwoman. She still gets nice. a nice. one. And Adam West, I'm like Adam West. He's like as a timeless voice man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still hear him. You still hear Family him Guy. Family Guy. Yeah. You know, but they did do the. Um, from what I understand, anyway, they already recorded the audio for the second one, which is going to feature Two Face. Oh, oh, that's right. And William Shatner is playing Two Face. Oh my God! Perfect. Yeah. Oh my God! Can you imagine that? The two. It, can you? It has to be at some point at around like eighty three, where Shatner and Adam West were in the same spot somewhere, wherever that venue was, and they shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> they shut it down, and it was just jaws everywhere, and it was just hamming it up. I can. Oh God! I would. I that would get me to that moment. Yeah, yeah. I want the story of that night. Yeah. My favorite um, story from him is, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, they had gone to a party in the 60s, I think. Oh, him and Frank Gorshin. Gorshin, who played the Riddler. (laughs) And they were, I guess they walked into one of the rooms in the party, Mm -hmm. and there was an orgy. Mm -hmm. And they decided, we're going to do this in character (laughs) as Batman and the Riddler. And they were hooting and hollering all around the orgy, and they actually got kicked out of the orgy. orgy. (laughs) Which is the best thing I've ever heard. How much of a G do you got to be to get kicked out of an orgy? <laughs> like, well, I'm Batman, yeah. so handle these nuts. Like, <laughs> these excuse me? Nuts. No, no, yeah. you have to leave, sir. Yes. Uh, yeah, that, is, that is one of those. That's, that's those, absolutely um, G. Hollywood legends. Do you know the Hollywood legend of uh, Cesar Romero, a.k.a. the uh, Joker? Joker. The, the legend of Cesar Romero is that he would reportedly... Um, go into his dressing room where he would sometime or- have young orderlies come in. Now, I heard this on the Gilbert Gottfried podcast. Sure, yeah. So, you know, it may be Take apocryphal. Yeah. But uh, he'd have the orderlies come into his uh, dressing room where he would have them throw sliced oranges at his bare ass. What? I, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, my mind, as you were speaking, was trying to figure out where this story was going. And um, I, I did not see that coming. You didn't see that one. No. Yo, I'm trying to get that famous. Wow. I'm trying to get that yeah, famous. Yeah. Yo. Before the podcast, famous. every week, Randy would have people come in and throw sliced, sliced oranges. oranges. Specific people. Ass. 27-year-old Cambodian girls. <laughs> left-handed Cambodian girls. Yeah. Yeah, throw oranges at my ass. Just because. That's amazing. Shout out I've to never heard that. Cinderella. To answer your question, no. Well, now you have. Yeah. I still like the orgy one better. I well, don't know yes, which one is better. Because at least that one, like, uh, Adam West told the t- story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know it's, yeah, yeah. he believes it's true. Um, one of my favorite things about um, the Joker figure is how infamous his mustache was and that even if you buy an action figure of the 1960s joker oh, Caesar Romero, yeah, they, yeah. there's still mustache under there they put the mustache on him i they, love that they even that's draw G. it in the batman 66 comic that's yes. amazing that's g because that's pretty good too that's been fun i read yeah, a couple has. issues I, of that I, I bought the first two trays and then i bought the um the trade of uh batman 66 wonder woman 77 mm-hmm. and did you see the uh the steed and peel one no, I haven't. Oh, yeah, Batman and nice. the the Avengers. No, I did see that one. I haven't nah, bought that yeah, because I'm going to go back and buy that up. one and then the Green Hornet one. 
Yeah, Green Hornet. Hornet that's what I was thinking too. of. There's no yeah. yeah, Green Hornet one. I was yeah, like, was it, it 007? No, Green Hornet. Yeah, it's 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 really cool. And it, and you can't help but read those books and just hear you Adam can, yeah. Yeah. voice. Yeah, you can, he's got such a presence. Oh my god, yeah. man! I am I am going to miss Adam West mm-hmm. so much. I'm gonna I'm it. it it's one of those things how, you know, I, I've said it before and speaking of how my mom speaks about my, my father, it's like you don't realize, like, yeah, you always miss seeing these people, but then you realize you're not going to have that voice anymore. Yeah. That you could always, like, just comfort you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like comfort food. So I'm, I'm going to miss the um, having, uh, you know. That voice? That voice. The Grey Ghost. Yes. Oh, that's right. The Batman yeah, animated man, series. That was Best. Yeah. Oh man, so that I gotta go home and so watch banging. that. That was, was that so the banging. movie? No, it no, was, it was, it was just an episode. episode. It was an episode. Oh, just an nice. episode. That's all it was. It was a show that Bruce used to watch. Awesome. So cool. All right. Well, thank you uh, so much for joining us. You can email us at blacktribbles at gmail dot com or cultspop go at gmail dot com. You can also visit us here every Sunday where we do it live. We're doing yes. it live. Yes. Do it live. Yeah, we're going to try and get. We, we, we took a little break, but we'll be. Yeah. We're here now. 4456 Main Street in Maniunk. All right, dudes. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Da-